Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon Private Label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AM, PM podcast. As a matter of fact, I just had my headphones on at work and I was jamming to a song, dancing in my chair. I think we've all done that. And when I finally noticed that people were admiring my skills, that's when I realized I was still making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey guys, I am here with Ryan Rigney. He's from Fresno, California. and has been selling uh, private label for two years. He started while a full-time student and working side jobs, gradually ramped up time and results in the last year or so. He's currently on track to do over $1.5 million this year, and he's also making sales on various platforms. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, Manny, how you doing? Nice to see you. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here too. I've got a lot of questions. We talked briefly about some of the things that you're doing. Um, I'm very, very interested because you're not getting all your traffic the way a lot of people do just on Amazon. You've got Mm -hmm. funnels, you're doing all kinds of e-commerce. So let's talk about that. First thing people always ask me, they say, hey, you've got to get to this right as soon as you start interviewing somebody is, where are you revenue-wise right now with your business? Uh, Per month? Last uh, month, yeah. Uh, it's about 90K. So 90K, okay. And, yeah. And how much of that would you say is profit? What's your profit level? Um, well, you know, we're spending pretty heavily, um, especially lately with Facebook. Uh, I'd say it, you know, sits around 25% when, when it's all said and done. Um, so, okay. Uh, you know, it's hard, it's hard to say, but um, it's around 25. <laughs> okay, cool. And do you do this full time at this point? I don't. Um, do you have a side job? I'm trying to, you know, balance everything and, uh, I have a lot of, definitely a lot of responsibility at my other job. Uh, it keeps me stressed out all day long. <laughs> um, okay. so this is, uh, this is my side gig right now, but, uh, luckily I have a you know, pretty good team of VAs and people to help me out and I've, uh, figured out ways to, to manage it. Cool. Uh, all right, cool. Just make the big decisions. What's your primary job? I'm a lawyer, a uh, corporate lawyer. Okay. Yeah. A corporate so, lawyer, uh, all right. Yeah, one of, those, uh, one of those boring people, you know, that uh, pays attention to details and all that. <laughs> it's it's got to come in really handy, though, with all the, you know, with agreements and with all the legalities of certain things. Mm. I mean, hijackers beware, right, if they get on your listing. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to do that. That's, that's a mistake. <laughs> that's a mistake. <laughs> I know, right? Um, oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I haven't been a lawyer that long, so um, okay. you know, I'm sure there's many out there listening who who uh, know a lot more than me and also sell on Amazon, but, um, you know, it does help for sure. Cool. So you said you have four VAs right now. Are they, yeah. are they in the Philippines or I might be jumping uh, assumptions here? Well, a couple of them are friends. Uh, one of them kind of travels the world. I don't know where she is right now. I think she's going to Tokyo. Um, she, she does the, uh, social media stuff. And then, uh, we've got another guy in, in Seattle that I've never met. Um, it's most, it's mostly people that are hundred percent fluent in English that are either friends or friends of friends, but, um, they all work virtually. Um, okay. it, work, it works out really well. You know, we, uh, 
we communicate on Slack almost daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, super helpful. Uh, yeah. Cool. So it's, it's been, it's been a, a huge help for me, especially because I, you know, I have limited time. So what do they do for you? Well, uh, first, first two that I hired were customer service only, um, because I think that's, uh, one of the most time consuming and most important things. Um, yeah, I, I really, you know, about a year ago, I really made like a mental shift, like focusing on having conversations with customers, making them hundred percent happy, um, answering every question that pops up on your product page. Um, every time somebody leaves a review, you know, you know, thank them, comment on it. Um, so, you know, we, we respond to everything and, uh, you know, my, my friends that do the customer service, they do a really good job and, uh, you know, definitely seen results from that huge RRIs from that. So, um, the other, the other one that we hired uh, about six months ago, she only does Instagram, Mm hundred percent Instagram. Um, you know, not everybody would need that. It depends on what kind of product you're selling. Um, for us, uh, a lot of our customers are on Instagram. So we, you know, we're willing to pay her, um, you know, she, she gets a pretty good salary. Um, not like a Philippine VA that would get like $5 an hour. Um, Mm -hmm. She gets paid a lot more than that, but we, we see good ROI from that as well. Um, and not, not only just for building the audience, but, um, you know, doing, um, influencer giveaways, getting product images that we can use for our listings. Um, it, it just gives us a lot of connections and, um, conversion assets that we can use for launches, promotions, um, definitely helps for Facebook advertising, having all those images that she's able to aggregate for us. Um, the fourth one, he does sourcing for us only right now. Uh, he just started recently. So, um, uh, we're just kind of seeing how that plays out, but we needed help with sourcing because we're kind of ramping up our, our SKU number lately and, um, hmm. a lot okay. of details to manage. So, yeah, that's very cool. So you have a sourcing person. How many ASINs would you say that you have? Uh, or, have how many ASINs do you have now and, and how often are you adding them? Uh, we have eight live, uh, we're going to have 10 in the next month. So, um, okay. we're, we're kind of waiting for Amazon to check in some inventory right now. Um, okay. I was going to ask, so the eight that you have, are they all unique or are they child parent variations? Uh, one's a, a child, the rest are all unique. Uh, but, uh, the important thing is they all relate to each other in some way. Uh, they all, I can cross sell all of them. Um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of like one of the major focuses of, you know, that I've had building the brand. I only sell things that I know my existing audience is going to like. Okay. That's good. So they're all under one brand right now. Yeah. Yeah. Only one brand. Um, one brand, one account, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I try to play by the rules and all that. So, (laughs) okay, cool. No, that's very interesting. I love the fact that you have these VAs and there are these assistants and they're going out and they've all got different roles. I'm very interested in asking you questions about the social media person, the Instagram and Facebook person. That's something that we're looking to get into as well. So don't let me forget to jump into that for sure. Yeah, I'll write it down. (laughs) What what made you decide to jump into selling Amazon products when you've already got, it sounds like a pretty, pretty awesome job. Yeah. uh, I've actually kind of been obsessed with e-commerce ever since I was maybe 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm uh, pulling in on 30 now. So it's been, it's been a while. Um, you know, I started, uh, I started as an affiliate marketer back when I was uh, 17 years old, I'd say, uh, 15 to 17, I didn't get much done. Uh, 17, I started, you know, actually making some money, I think, uh, 
a lot of it was uh, borderline gray hat, black hat, not proud of it. Um, <laughs> I, I want, when, when I got to around, you know, 23, 24, I really wanted to start uh, building something that was real and, uh, you know, Google or whatever I'm relying on can't just, um, you know, change their rule and slap me. So, um, you know, there is still kind of that risk with an Amazon business, but, um, I have definitely been focusing on building the external traffic and that's kind of, that's kind of why um, you know, I spent so much time learning um, about social media, about Facebook, um, about advertising in general, outside of Amazon. Okay. Because I'm so I'm so scared of getting banned by somebody for whatever reason. Um, you know, the, the danger is always out there. I'm I'm not doing anything wrong, but you never know what <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What percentage of your, or I guess, at what point are you going to be deciding that you want to transition from what you're doing as a career right now? to full-time, you know, private labeler, or are you always planning on running the two or what's your goal with all of this? Uh, I have a great job. Um, I like the people I work with and, um, you know, I want to keep helping them um, for, for as long as they need me. Um, mm. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say, you know, I'm going to leave the job or anything right now, but, um, you know, if I could, you know, triple, triple the business, maybe, um, might need to think about it. We'll see. <laughs> okay. How many hours a week would you say you're putting into the business right now? Uh, I actually have a lot more time now than I used to. Uh, I found it's a lot harder to be a student than uh, work a job. Uh, maybe not everyone would agree with that, but uh, as far as a law student is concerned, uh-huh. when you're you're studying for the you know bar exam, I basically didn't do anything for you know six months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Put in when, when I was a student, I put in you know five hours a week at most. Uh, I was lucky, so it was a very gradual growth. But you know, I think I think having limited time can be an asset as well because it forces you to um, think about what you need to spend your time on. And um, I think that having that discipline early on kind of has helped me now that I have more time on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm mostly like a weekend warrior at the moment. <laughs> so how many hours would you say that is uh, on a given week? Uh, maybe, maybe 20. Okay. All right. 20 so on a Saturday, Sunday evenings. Yeah. That's pretty good. So you got like a yeah. part-time hours essentially in a business that's sounds like it's growing pretty fast. You're going to be close to seven figures here per year. Very close. Yeah. Very soon. Yeah. Right. Should, uh, yeah, probably hit it in the next uh, 15 days or so. Oh, wow. So, okay. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, with that said, how much money did you actually start with to get this going? $12,000. 12000 So yeah, that was, uh, back in 2015. So, uh, and, uh, I do, I do have a partner. Uh, so it's definitely harder to start with that little amount of money in some industries. Um, you know, if you're selling like hangers or dryer sheets or something, you know, you can do it for a lot cheaper, but when you, when you're, uh, you know, fighting against the big boys, you got to, you got to really invest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was it the partner that, uh, did you bring a partner on just for helping you with the business or was it a financial partner? I definitely needed help with uh, managing it because I didn't have enough time. And I also didn't have enough money because, uh, I don't know if you know this, but, uh, law school costs about $40,000 a semester. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. And, um, I didn't have that money. Uh, I was driving for Lyft at nights to, uh, you know, pay for food and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to do what you got to do back in the early days. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, uh, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
Oh, I, I wanted to ask. So the revenue streams that you have right now that are coming in from Amazon, is it just in the U.S. or are you in other countries? We're only in the U.S. right now, but we, we shipped off about 500 units to the U.K. Uh, about a month ago. So okay. We're, uh, we're transitioning over there. I think it's a pretty good opportunity right now. Um, I would do Germany probably after that. But, okay. Uh, we're going to test the UK first. Cool. And what, do you mind saying what category you're selling in your brand? Yeah, it's uh, you know, health and personal care. Okay. So. Do you get most of that? Is that all sourced in China? Um, some of it is for the most part. A lot of it's in the US. Uh, a lot of it's in you know, uh, different regions, Europe, South America. Um, it's actually really global, so it's not, you know, it's, it's global. Every, almost every continent, except for you know, Antarctica or something. Okay. All right. So let's go back to your very first product. Yeah. Was, it a, was it a success on Amazon? Uh, luckily, it was, because if it, if it failed, I probably would have quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's uh, a good thing. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, tested the concepts, uh, you know, with our, our life savings at the time. So. Mm-hmm. so- um, what it had to work. <laughs> yeah, it had, yeah, you had no choice. Okay. And that 12 grand, was that split between you and your partner? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. What are your goals, by the way, for your business? I know you're, you said you're going to be hitting, yeah. you're going for 1.5 million. What's your ultimate goal with this? Um, I'd, like, I'd like to make it so our Shopify store is 100% self-sufficient and you know, the, the revenue at least rivals Amazon. And you know, I'd like, ideally, I'd like you know, to build a brand that... Uh, people that I know, know about before I have to tell them that I'm the owner of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I want I want it to get to the point where it's big enough that when I say I own this company, they say, Oh, I've heard of that. So <laughs> I don't okay. know. Just be, just be kind of cool. Yeah. Make something. Um, yeah, I get, I get some kind of like sick joy out of seeing people use my product. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but especially with Instagram, um, you know, we're getting tagged every like eight to 10 times a day with people, um, taking pictures using our product and you know, it's really, it's really cool. Well, let's talk about that. What percentage yeah. of your sales are coming off of Amazon at this point? It's a big percentage. Um, probably 90, 90%. 90. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. So let's talk about that. So would you say Instagram is the oh, biggest? Off, off, you said off of Amazon. I thought you meant going to Amazon. Oh, okay. So 90%. 90 on Amazon, 10 off Amazon. Sorry. Okay. And then how much of the, so the 90%, that's actual charges through Amazon. Mm. Are you sending a percentage of that, of that 90% to Amazon itself, or is that just organic traffic and pay-per-click traffic off of Amazon? Uh, we, we send, uh, lately we send a lot of traffic to Amazon. Um, I, I have some experience with uh, running a Shopify store that's not on Amazon and driving traffic. And I tried to apply it to this business. and. Mm. Um, the conversion rate on your own site is, I don't think it's ever going to be as good as the conversion rate you get on Amazon. Right. Uh, they just, uh, you know, everybody trusts them. They know them. Um, they think people have this idea that, uh, Amazon knows everything about every product that's on their website. So, uh, it increases the conversion rate by, you know, 15 to 20% for some reason. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, you know, I'm not really surprised by. So even though Amazon takes a 15% cut, uh, for the referral fees in some categories, uh, mm. I think it, it pays off. Okay. You get a better ROI from driving it to Amazon in my experience. So Ryan, if you cut all of your external traffic, okay, all your social media and everything, and you just relied on what was on Amazon, how much would your sales, what percentage of your sales do you think you would lose? I think it would be 
probably 20%. It'd be, it'd be a gradual decline. It's hard to say because, um, we're kind of building awareness for, for our product. Um, I kind of look at our revenue on a month to month basis, uh, because I can't 100% track what sales are coming from external traffic and which are coming from Amazon. Mm-hmm. The only way I can track it is if they use a coupon that I'm giving out. Um, because you know, I'm not, I'm not using um, Amazon associates links or anything. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I go in and I, I pull the, the coupons that come from outside of Amazon and I can kind of see how many of those are being redeemed. But, um, you know, I look at my revenue month over month and I, I just, I see growth. I think there's probably some word of mouth going on. Um, people sharing it with their friends, um, people mm-hmm. seeing it at work. Maybe um, I'm not sure what's going on, but, um, I spend more and, and the revenue goes up. So I keep doing it. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about the Instagram. Would you say Instagram yeah. is more of a, do you get more influencers there than you do elsewhere? Oh yeah. I think that's, that's probably all of them right now. Okay. What do you do uh, there? Tell us about how you've had success driving this traffic. How does that work? So we, we have a product that we're launching and, um, you know, a month before it launches, I, I tell my VA, uh, find people with, uh, you know, 5,000 or more followers on Instagram who post quality stuff, um, contact all of them, um, ask them if they will post an image and give us the rights to use the image. If we send them a product for free, um, I send, you know, I just have her basically go crazy with it. Um, after a month, she'll have 30 to 40 of these influencers lined up who are ready to, you know, take the product for free, post about it. Um, and we get to use all those images as well. So I pick the best ones and I use them for my funnels and I use them for my Amazon page, um, which I think is, uh, ends up better than hiring a professional photographer because it looks real. Um, these people, these people a lot of times actually are better than the professionals would be because they make some crazy stuff and, you know, they use it in weird ways and, you know, um, so then I, you know, I upload all of the contact information and I send them all out for free and, um, wait for them to send some, uh, pictures back to us and okay. tag us. So we get a lot of, uh, exposure like that and also reposts cause they have, you know, they have thousands of fans and people are reposting their images of us and it just kind of, it just kind of takes off, you know, do you do anything with them to incentivize them even further to actually post? Do they get any kind of payments or commissions or anything? Uh, I haven't been paying any of them now. So just, <laughs> just the product. Just, just get the product, and we hope that mm-hmm. and, and by the fact that you've sent them something, they feel obligated to review. Right? Yep. What is it? An unboxing, or because I don't know what your product is, but is it more of an yeah, unboxing, yeah, yeah. or is it a, an actual review of the product? Yeah, I mean, like you know, if it's like a, a fitness piece of fitness equipment, it's like a, a dumbbell. We uh, we say post a picture of you lifting the dumbbell, uh-huh. and uh, you know, it's some it's something unique, so it's something that they're interested in. Um, they've never seen something like it before. It's a little different. Okay. Um, and they want something for free. So they'll, they're usually at that level where they're not able to get paid sponsorships yet, but they have enough engaged people that it actually helps you um, dramatically. Where's that range? You said 5,000. Is that the, the bottom? So the minimum? And then where's the top? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I go between 5,000 to 100,000. I haven't seen anyone above 60 to 70K who will do it for free because they, you know, they start to get a little full of themselves after that point and they want some money. <laughs> yeah. Do you use any kind of services or tools other than your VA to find these influencers? Probably could. Um, I just use her judgment. 
Um, she's got a good eye for it. I, I, found, I hired somebody who's, who's actually uh, pretty popular on Instagram herself. Um, she, mm-hmm. So she knows how to build accounts. She has 90K on her, on her own account. Okay. So uh, she has a really good eye. She knows what engagement looks like. She knows how to build it. So, so you go out to 30 or 40 influencers mm-hmm. on Instagram as you're launching the product. Do they also leave reviews on Amazon or not? Uh, I don't ask them to. Um, I'm giving them the product for free. Um, so okay. it's, there's, no, there's no Amazon-related motive here. I'm just sending them the product and, you know, okay. telling them, you know, I want to build recognition of the brand. I don't, I'm not necessarily looking for, um, you know, I am looking for it, but it's not my, I'm not trying to get like an incentivized review or something. I'm, I don't even ask them to review it. Um, they post then, a link back to the Amazon page so that people can buy? So what, yeah, so what I do, uh, it's a good question actually, um, because I use sales funnels. So I make a, a sales funnel. Are you I, using I, click funnels or who do you use? I am. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, basically I put a, I tell them that we're going to have a 50% off discount or up to 50%, you know, kind of varies depending on what we're doing. Um, I put, I put the link to the funnel on my profile page. And then when the influencers post and say, um, you know, go check out this brand, uh, go to their Instagram page. They have a sale. They click the link, takes them to a ClickFunnels page. Um, ClickFunnels page has various images of our product being used, maybe from influencers if we've gotten those back yet. Um, you know, it shows uh, that it's on Amazon, what it, what it looks like on Amazon. And it says, you know, here you can, you can buy it on Amazon for a sale. Enter mm-hmm. your email, we'll send you the coupon. Um, then, uh, you know, a lot of people enter their email, they go get the coupon, they, they feel special, they go to Amazon, they buy it, and uh, that's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that generates those extra sales for you. Simple as that. Yeah. You're, not, you're not using like an associate link or anything like that to generate yeah. additional sales? No. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not actually sure if you're allowed to. Um, if you know the answer to that, let me know. <laughs> I haven't actually done that kind of stuff. We've not used any of the, the referral links. Yeah. I know a lot of people do that kind of stuff. So if you contact 40 people, how many of those 40 that you send products to will actually go through the whole process and do what, you, you know, what you're hoping they, they would do? A uh, really good percentage because we, uh, we vet them pretty, pretty heavily. We make sure they agree to our terms and we tell them when they can expect it and when we need the picture by. And, you know, people are pretty honest in general. They want, they want to build their reputation. They want to associate with the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that we're a big brand. I mean, we're, we're becoming a big brand, but, you know, they, they don't want to let us down, I think. Right. They want, okay. they want future sponsorships. They think they're, you know, going to get paid down the road, which some of them probably will. Okay. So, and is this only for the launch of a product? Or are you continually doing this ongoing for every product? Yeah, I, I always have a funnel link in there and I'm always, I'm always giving stuff away. Um, I just, I tell my VA to prioritize different products depending on um, how they're selling. Okay. Uh, what we need to do. And, uh, you know, I build that email list and uh, the email list itself is um, really valuable as well because we can, um, you know, we can kind of send them our brand messaging, get, make them, make them know us. Like I'm not really, I'm not really giving them an option, you know, like, if you're going to get this coupon, I'm going to send you an email the next day. That's going to say like, this is what we're about. And, uh, you know, we're just here to help you. Here's something for free. Like I'll give them tips or a guide or something on how to use it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, adding value, um, going above a little bit, what everyone else is willing to do. And then, um, you know, if you follow up with the emails enough, you got, you got a pretty loyal base there that you can launch future products too. So, okay, cool. What, who do you use yeah. uh, for your email follow-up? 
I use MailChimp. Not sure if it's the best, but okay. MailChimp, uh, right. yeah, yeah. I used to use AWeber. Wasn't too happy with it. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So ClickFunnels no, actually has a a built-in one, but I don't really want to pay three hundred dollars a month for that. So, <laughs> yeah. At some point, right? Well, that's kind of thing with tools, right? You know, there's a cost for everything, and at some point, when it gets to a certain volume or whatever, then, then it makes sense to mm. move up to whatever it is. I, I don't know that much about the email systems. I don't handle that, but it's good to know how you're doing this. It's a very interesting process. How much do you sell your product for roughly if you rounded it up? Uh, it's around 25 bucks. 25 and your cost, landed cost would be roughly around what? You know, six. Okay. Depends, on the, depends on the skew, really. Um, we, and then, like, you know, we, we, have very, we have various strategies uh, for the pricing as well, depending on, on the SKU. So. so your funnel, you're offering a coupon when they get there to get 50% off if they go to Amazon and buy it. Is that almost like a break-even point for you when it's all said and done? Yeah, it could be close to break-even. Um, we, we price above the competitors generally um, because mm-hmm. our products are better and we have a you know, pretty, pretty good brand message, I think, that people resonate with. Where do you drive them to on Amazon? Are you driving them directly to your listing page? Are you driving them to a keyword-based page? What do you do there? Um, I'm not using like super URLs or anything. Um, I just tell them to go find us on Amazon. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, I'm not, I'm not like necessarily telling them what to do. I have a link that goes to the homepage. They can find us if they want, but you know, maybe that helps the keyword rankings. I'm not sure. Okay, cool. So you said you're generating an email list, which I think is super valuable. How quickly is this email list growing? Is there like a percentage of people that hit your funnel that actually, that you know, yeah. that, that actually sign up? Yeah. Uh, I get leads for between a dollar and a dollar fifty, typically. Um, so it can get expensive if you're not watching it, but you have to, you know, you have to kind of know how to use the Facebook pixels a little bit, um, unless you're talking about the Instagram traffic, because that's free, obviously, other than paying the VA. I was, I was actually talking about Instagram. So for every, you know, 100 people that hit that funnel page from Instagram, yeah. how many of them leave an email, an email address? Um, we have about a 60% conversion rate on the email opt-in, yeah. That's great. All right. And then from yeah. Facebook, you brought up a great point. So that one there is just, it's under $2 per lead. And that converts, yeah. I mean, that's a, I imagine you've done the metrics and that's a good number for mm-hmm. you guys. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, use, uh, use Hello Profit, check in every night, kind of see what the coupon redemptions are looking like. Uh, see what our, our profit, profit's at for the day and uh, check coupon redemptions. And um, the, awesome. the hardest thing is keeping track of your Facebook spend because they'll definitely let it get away from you if you don't watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, don't go on a vacation and leave your spend on 100 a day. They're not going to turn it off for you. <laughs> there you well, go. Yeah. I found that out before. <laughs> okay. And then where did you find, if somebody says, man, I want to do what Ryan's doing. I want to have my own Instagram expert that can go out and do this. How'd you find this person? Was this one of your friends? Uh, this one was Upwork. This was the exception. The oh, other, okay. yeah. And, and but, uh, where are they based out of? Are they here in the U.S.? Uh, she, she lives in Florida, uh, but she's kind of one of those, uh, people who travels the world. So gotcha. um, she works at all hours of the day and, uh, she, you know, she probably has a couple other clients too. I don't ask her. So when you're hiring somebody job. like this, is it, do you have them on salary or is it performance based type thing? Um, I cap her at about 20 hours a week. Um, and I'm kind of moving into the incentive based strategy. Actually, I just had a discussion with her this morning about that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for I'm, I'm trying to land some some bigger uh, influencers like over a million mm-hmm. followers that generally will charge you know 300 to a thousand dollars per post mm-hmm. and uh, I don't really like paying per post um, because they don't really have any incentive to drive the sale they just they just post your product and like we'll mention it in the bottom and uh, you know try to try to sneak some money from you mm-hmm. so <laughs> um, I'm trying to yeah get get them to become affiliates, the, uh, the big accounts. So I'm, I'm kind of incentivizing my, um, my VA that every affiliate that you get that's meets certain criteria, like I'm going to give you a bonus or something. Okay. So what do you pay hourly for somebody like that? Um, so we started, I think at 17 an hour. Okay. And you cap at 20 hours just to keep things within budget yeah. per week. Yeah. 20 hours. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Did you have to do a lot of vetting with people when you posted on Upwork? Was it just hard? Yeah, to there's a lot of, there's a lot of trash on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You, you really have to, uh, I, I think you should have pretty uh, strict interview questions and kind of see like, so if, look at my Instagram account, tell me how you would, you would grow the followers in uh, 30 days. And, um, you know, if I'm happy with your answer, then, then we'll hire you. Yeah. Uh, you just give them a chance to show you what they can do. And, uh, she, she was pretty good. You know, she had some uh, case studies that she's used with uh, reaching out to people and, you know, I just kind of, you know, got some ideas from that. And, and then I set up that whole system where she fills out the spreadsheet and then we just send them all out. So just kind of systematizing it. Nice. Okay. That's pretty yeah. awesome. How much are you spending per day on Facebook ads right now? Uh, hundred, hundred a day. Okay. Yeah. As of the last week, 100 a day. We're going to have to reconnect probably six months from now because I want to find out where you're at with, cause it sounds like you're just scaling this thing out and you're just getting started with all the social media. And it's, it's exciting yeah. to me because yeah. that's what we're doing right now too, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning more stuff every day. So I'll have, I'll have more for you then. <laughs> cool. Awesome. What's been one of your biggest challenges so far in this business? Uh, number one challenge is uh, cash flow for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because the more you sell, the more you have to invest in inventory. Um, you know, the product that was selling 20 a day a year ago, that's selling a hundred a day. Now you, uh, you need to account for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, making, um, you know, purchases that are close to a hundred thousand isn't, isn't very fun when you don't, <laughs> Yeah. you, you got to scale like gradually, especially when you're using paid advertising. Um, you have to, you have to manage your cash flow very carefully. So how do you do that? How do you scale when you've got a runaway success and you're like, oh yeah. man, I've got to order a, you know, a container of product now. And I know that that's going to take a month to a month yeah. and a half or whatever before yeah. it even starts selling. What do you do? Yeah, we had, we had a couple of Amazon loans that helped. Um, there, was a, there was a Prime Day loan that helped uh, float us for a little bit. Oh, good. Um, the, I don't know if you saw the Prime Day loan that they offered, but um, it had a very low origination fee. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically no interest at all. So I think it was no interest at all. Nice. I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. I've had big loans, but I didn't get that one. But yeah, yeah. I think Amazon loans are an underutilized yeah. source of income for people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people freak out. I mean, clearly, if you've got no interest, that's fantastic. But even at a 10% or 15% interest rate, that's per year. You know, So if, mm-hmm. you, can f- if you can turn this money three times in a year, four yeah. times, to me, I think it's a no-brainer if, if you yeah. need cash. So, yeah, we actually took a larger one a year ago too, as well. So that helped a lot. Cool. Um, paid um, it all off. So, what was one of the biggest mistakes you've made so far in this business? What would you <laughs> if, if you had to talk to somebody that's just starting out and they're like, "Well, what should I make sure I don't do?" What would that be? Um, I actually tried. I tried 
making this business work before my current brand. Um, I tried selling um, a silicone baking mat or something stupid like that. Um, so if you're selling something that um, is identical to what everyone else is selling, uh, eventually you're going to get, you're going to get phased out because you're, you don't have the most buying power on the market. Somebody's going to come in and um, have a good relationship with a Chinese manufacturer and um, they're going to destroy you. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's why you have to focus on your brand um, from day one, I think. Uh, it's because I, I think that's at the end of the day, that's the only valuable thing you have. Um, it, you know, every, people can copy your products unless you have a patent on it. Um, they're going to copy you eventually. Um, yeah. You need people to know your brand and talk about your brand and come back to you. Even though you cost a little bit more than the competitor, they still come back to your branding, right? Okay. Do you have a, a trademark or a patent on your products? Uh, pending, pending trademark, no patents. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I did the uh, trademark myself, so. <laughs> of course. Of course you did. That's, that's the awesome part about being an attorney. Got so. it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your biggest win? What really sticks out to you? Um, I don't really consider like a big sales day a win. Um, you know, I had a good prime day. Um, I think overall the biggest win is just uh, being able to work with friends and like give friends jobs and be able to talk with them. That's, it's it's kind of nice um, keeping up with friends that, that I've had for a long time. Um, you know, consistent growth, I think. Um, not getting not getting slapped in any way, just kind of consistently growing. No, no big surprises anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think that's kind of a surprise to me that there were no surprises. Um, you know, fingers crossed, who knows what will happen, but, um, <laughs> yeah, know, consistent growth, I think is the biggest, the biggest win I've had. Yeah. Okay, great. Going back very quickly to social media. Was there anything that I didn't ask that you think we should cover that is pretty important? Um, not really about social media. Um, you know, I do have some things to talk about for, for paid advertising. I'd love, yeah. Tell us, tell us yeah. about your paid advertising. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, a lot of people, when they try to drive traffic to their Amazon listings, they, they don't really, uh, use the pixels that Facebook gives them. Um, they're just driving traffic and trying to get as many clicks as they can. Mm -hmm. uh, you, Facebook gives you a lot of tools that you can use. Um, and it's, it's really valuable if you learn how to use those. So for example, um, I will optimize my campaigns to, uh, for leads. So I can't track when somebody actually purchases on Amazon through Facebook, but I can track when somebody gives me the email. So if I put the pixel on the confirmation page and the pixel tells Facebook, these are the people that are interested in your offer. Um, it will, it will decrease your cost per lead, um, gradually as you gain more data because Facebook will, you know, use their algorithms and determine who the best fit is. Um, I don't really know exactly how it works, but I think there's, every person has a couple thousand data points on them that Facebook is, is harvesting and uh, Facebook will take a group of say like a thousand people and see the commonalities between all of them. And it will, it will say, okay, these, all of these people are in this group or they all like this certain thing. So they're probably going to convert to a lead for you. So I'm going to send your traffic to them instead. And if you just do uh, website traffic, for example, um, they don't really care. They're just going to send you clicks and your cost per lead, you know, could, could be uh, in $10, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Not ideal. Yeah. They can get very yeah. expensive. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we could probably have you on the show and talk whole podcast just on that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, I have a lot more to go. <laughs> a lot more? Yeah, I want to hear more. 
Yeah. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna sit back. Ah, <laughs> Leave this podcast. Go for it. I don't know. Should I should I give away the whole farm? I'm not sure if I should. All uh, right, we we can we can hold this for a part two. How's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all right, I'll end this then with one final question. I definitely will. I, I want to have you back to talk about some more of the social media marketing because I think that's a super underutilized tool set. You know, a, a platform that that people just aren't taking advantage of. But yeah. so my question is, if you could go back, okay, you go back in time to where you were first starting out, not in e-commerce, but with the, the whole private label or FBA business, yeah. and you could talk to yourself, what would be the advice that you would give to yourself? I think I would learn paid advertising earlier um, and kind of the mentality that I have now, I wish I had it two years ago. Because um, the way I think about paid advertising now is if, if I'm breaking even on my, on my spend, at the end of the day, then I'm going to spend as much as I possibly can to get that exposure because, uh, you know, I'm building, I'm building a customer base. I'm building word of mouth. Um, I'm building organic reach. Uh, people are going to Amazon and searching for my brand. Uh, and that, that makes you stand out above almost everybody else that's on Amazon. If they know about you and they're looking for you specifically, um, instead of, you know, Amazon, just a query based, uh, website. They're just, they're searching for something in particular. Um, and you know, there's really nothing there to compete on other than your brand and your price. Um, so if you have the exposure outside of Amazon, you have a, a huge, a huge leg up if, if they know about you outside of it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome way to close this. Well, Ryan, Rigney, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. We're going to tag yeah. you when we post this in our group. That way, if anybody has questions, they can reach out to you. Yeah, sounds good. And I definitely want to have you back on though. This is, we, we have to have a part two. I'd love to be back. Yeah. 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 yeah that's good. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Ryan. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com. Dot com.